Welcome to Swala Nyeti, the law podcast that pairs a layman and a lawyer to answer your legal questions of the day. Swala Nyeti is sponsored by the law firm of Kigwata and Company Advocates and is intended for educational purposes only. As we had promised you, here is our layman versus many lawyer episodes. And the first one will be on Mashamba Mandi. And the questions on land-related matters will be answered by Mbuthia Mwangi, a conveyancing lawyer. My name is Mbuthia Mwangi, a lawyer in conveyancing and real estate law. And I'm going to help answer questions posed in the area of conveyancing law. Thank you for coming to this episode of Swala Nyeti. Question number one. What are the fees my cooperative is allowed to charge me before I get my title for land that I have paid in paid for in full? The first question concerns the fees that a cooperative dealing in land, which is sale and purchase, is allowed to charge before one can get their title. And I'm going to list down the standard charges that are required and are incidental to the purchase price. So number one is legal fees and disbursements. They are cooperative that will require the purchaser to cater for the legal fees and disbursements. Secondly, the stamp duty on the agreement for sale and or the lease together with incidental costs, which may include bank charges. Thirdly, the purchaser will be required to, pay, to cater for the registration fees of the transfer before the title is processed. Uh, this will also include fees for post-registration such. Fourth, if the cooperative is selling land in a gated community, the purchaser will be required to pay the management company commission fee together with a share subscription fee. And the cost is service charge. So normally, it's usually a charge that will be payable by the purchaser for a long period of time. But before the transfer is registered, you're required to pay a deposit normally of three to six months. Another fee that must be paid is reversionary interest and the transfer of reversionary interest. This will be required when the management company will be taking over the ownership of the estate. Another cost will be developmental cost. This will include autometer installation, electricity meter installation, fiber installations to the property. This is in the event that the property is a gated community or the houses or the estate. All these costs are incidental to the purchase price and should be highlighted in the agreement for sale or the lease that uh, will be executed by the, the purchaser. Question number two. How do I calculate the tax I need to pay KRA before I sell the property I bought last year? So firstly, it's important to know what type of tax we are talking about here. This is capital gains tax. And uh, essentially, this is uh, the gain that one has accrued on the transfer of a property. So the tax rate that is applied in Kenya is 5%, and the same is calculated by, in a nutshell, getting the sales proceed, then you subtract the acquisition and the incidental cost there too. When you're calculating the sale proceed, you will take a selling price and you will subtract incidental cost, and this will include the cost of advertising the land, the legal fees for sale of the land, the survey of the land in the event that subdivision has been done. And so all this will form incidental cost and will give you a result called a transfer value. And then you will require to calculate the adjustment cost. And adjustment cost is basically, these are the costs you use to maintain the property. So firstly, to acquire the property, 
and then maintain the property. And in the event there was a dispute, the cost that you used to defend the title to the property. So once you, you get the difference, you will take the transfer value, subtract the adjusted cost to get the net gain for selling the property. And you'll apply the tax rate of 5% to this net gain. And the answer you get, this is what you're supposed to pay as capital gains. The same will be is a form of self-assessment tax and the same will be filed through the iTax system and you'll be required to pay 30 days after after assessing the, the tax. It is important also to note that there are exemptions to capital gains tax under the law and this include if one is a property dealer and in their ordinary course of business they are they're charged VAT on their, on their services and as a company if they've registered a company they also pay income tax, which is corporate tax in this case. The other exemption is if the sale proceed is less than $3 million, you will not require to pay capital gains tax. The third exemption is if you're dealing with agricultural land, which is less than 50 acres, you will be exempted. Fourthly, the purpose of this question, if you're disposing land while administering the estate of a deceased person, you will also be exempted. Exemption is also required to be acquired from KRA through application and one will get an acknowledgement from the taxman indicating that the particular transaction has been exempted from paying capital gains tax. Question number three. What is the position about cultivating land that is next to a river? It's important for us to define what is riparian land. And this is land that is adjusting to an ocean, lake, sea, river, dam, or watercourse. The law prohibits cultivation within the full width of a river or stream to a minimum of 6 meters, going all the way to a maximum of 30 meters. Question number four. Fraudsters are trying to sell my grandmother's land to unsuspecting buyers. What can I do? The law provides for restraint in disposition of land. And in this scenario, what would apply is called a restriction which is applied to the registrar for the respective registry where the land is registered. So it, this could be either a district registry or the central registry um, that is situated at Ardi House in Nairobi. So restrictions are in place for a period of time or waiting for the occurrence of an event. Maybe, for example, until in the event where the land is for a deceased person, until administration of the land is complete. And finally, it could be until a further order is made concerning the issue. But it's important to note that restrictions cannot be in place indefinitely. They are just a means of solving a problem and not um, the solution to a problem. Also, in this scenario, the law can, provides for application of a caveat and then in displaying this caveat for all to see that the land is not for sale. This would really um, assist the unsuspecting buyers to be aware that the land is not for sale and anyone purporting to sell the land is a fraudster in this instance. Thank you, Muthia Mwangi, the convincing lawyer. And I must tell you, you answered the layman's questions very well and we are happy to have you. Hope we can have you again. And until then, have yourself a lovely day. Goodbye. You have been listening to Swala Nyeti. If you have a legal question that you want answered, send us a WhatsApp message on 7 
or email us at admin at swalanyeti.org. You can find downloads to all our podcast episodes on our website www.swalanyeti.org.